Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This morning, Labor's victory lap. Anthony Albanese to be sworn in as Australia's next Prime Minister. The coalition searches for answers and a new leader. Fresh hope what the election result means for the Tamil family desperate to come home to Queensland. A man struck over the head when a brawl breaks out at the MCG. And a stunning win. Manchester City comes from behind to clinch the Premier League title. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. After weeks of campaigning and a stunning Labor victory, Anthony Albanese will be sworn in this morning as the 31st Prime Minister of Australia. Let's go live to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. He'll be joined by key Cabinet Ministers. Yeah, Jodie, good morning. After weeks of campaigning, it's straight into work for Prime Minister-elect Anthony Albanese. He will be sworn in at Government House in Canberra this morning, allowing him to travel to Tokyo just hours later in order to attend the meeting of the Quad with US President Joe Biden and the leaders of Japan and India. Penny Wong will also be sworn in as Foreign Minister to also travel to Japan. Richard Miles will be sworn in as Deputy Leader, but then it's almost most immediately acting Prime Minister, while Jim Chalmers will become Treasurer and Finance Minister Katie Gallagher. The five sharing all portfolios in the first few days of government, the smallest cabinet since 1972 until the complete ministry can be determined and sworn in. Anthony Albanese has already set a big agenda for his first year of government, so no rest or time to celebrate for Australia's newest Prime Minister. It's straight into work in the top job. Jody. Okay, Taylor Aiken, thank you. A Tamil family who've been fighting to stay in Australia could be just weeks away from returning to Biloela. They fled war-torn Sri Lanka and re- relocated to the Queensland town, only to be removed in 2018. Anthony Albanese has promised them they can come home. Girls, you were going to get to come to Bilo. Four years. The family had been detained on Christmas Island and were later sent to community detention in Perth, where their daughter developed a serious blood infection. A savage brawl has broken out at the AFL's Dreamtime match. One fan struck in the head with what witnesses say was a didgeridoo. It happened just minutes after the match ended at the MCG. Police say three men were injured and one was taken to hospital. It was a wild night for police. More than 50 footy fans were evicted and two officers were assaulted. 
Meantime, NRL boss Peter Volandis is calling for fans to tone down their outrage at games after it was revealed two referees have received death threats this season. Volandis called the threats credible and one man was charged by police last month. The NRL has been forced to beef up security at games. The World Health Organisation is warning the monkeypox virus is likely to spread to more countries where the disease is not typically found. 92 confirmed cases and 28 suspected cases have been reported in 12 different countries that are not endemic for monkeypox. Israel and Switzerland have confirmed their first cases of the virus. Two cases have so far been confirmed in Australia. A Sydney man was taken to hospital with traumatic injuries after he was struck in the back of the head with an angle grinder. It's believed he was working with the tool when it happened and he went into cardiac arrest. Emergency crews arrived at his home bush house at around 11 o'clock last night and helped to stabilise him before taking him to hospital. There's growing concern for a foreign hiker missing at Halls Gap in Victoria. 53-year-old Richard Johns is visiting from the UK and didn't return after a planned walk along a track. He was dropped off by his wife uh, and then uh, she was going to pick him up uh, later that afternoon when he, he rang her upon his return. He failed to return, failed to contact her. He does have a backpack and a you know, uh, sleeping bag with him. Police, SES volunteers and Parks Victoria are searching the area on foot and from the air. An elderly woman has died in a house fire on Brisbane's Bayside. Neighbours heard her cries for help and one tried to break into the home with a sledgehammer, but the fire spread quickly and sadly she couldn't be saved. The fire has built up and been brewing for a while and then it's just blown out the windows, allowed oxygen to come in and then that's caused that to escalate rapidly. It's unclear at this stage what caused the blaze and fire investigators are looking into whether the property's smoke alarms were working. A young Adelaide woman will face court this morning charged with attempted murder after a man survived a brutal stabbing. Witnesses raced to help the 24-year-old after he was attacked at a housing trust unit in the city's northeast. He was taken to hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Three people in total have been arrested over the incident. A new study has found Victorian students are reporting that they've been bullied more than kids in other states. One in five students across the country reported experiencing bullying in, bullying in term one alone. But in Victoria, it was closer to two in five. Experts believe the pandemic may be playing a role, highlighting social fragmentation as a flow-on effect of lockdowns. A world-first treatment developed in Australia could mean researchers are a step closer to finding a cure for type 1 diabetes. The procedure will see patients produce their own insulin without the need for daily pumps or injections. Alec Tibbetts was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at age 8. He was told then a cure was around the corner. Almost five decades later, he finally believes that to be true. I have a daughter that's diabetic as well. Um, and if it's not a cure for me, I hope it's a cure for her. And that's my motivation. Alex, the first patient to undergo a world-first treatment, a special artificial skin has been implanted into his upper arm, stimulating high blood flow, essentially creating a makeshift pancreas. What we're basically doing is creating an artificial site outside of the liver where we can transplant the cells that produce insulin. 
hopefully removing the need for a patient to inject or pump themselves with insulin day in, day out. There is an anxiety around having type 1 diabetes and, um, and if this is successful then that anxiety will go. Current treatments mean cell transplants are placed directly into the liver, a far more complicated and risky surgery. The new procedure on ALEC was done under just local anaesthetic. And that's things are going very well. There's uh, evidence of production uh, of insulin and we're, uh, we're happy with that at this point in time. The next step is to refine the treatment by trialling it on more patients. There are already five more recipients who've volunteered to undergo the procedure. The local brains behind this innovative surgery are cautious to say this could lead to a cure but admit it's one step closer. This is another treatment for diabetes. Uh, uh, we, would love, we would love to cure it. Uh, that's what motivates us and that's why we're here. They are true heroes and um, I really appreciate the work they've done, not just for me but um, for every type 1 diabetic in the world. Casey Law, 7 News. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones finished the week higher, the Nasdaq was lower, in London the FTSE added and Germany's DAX gained. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,845 US dollars an ounce, oil is 110 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 70.37 US cents, almost 90 Japanese yen and $1.09 New Zealand. A military aircraft full of baby formula has touched down in the US from Germany to help ease a nationwide shortage. Live to US correspondent Tim Lester now. Good morning, Tim. How did this situation reach crisis point? Morning, Jody. Well, it's bewildering for millions of parents across this country. The, the uh, world's biggest economy now apparently only able to supply little more than half the baby formula demanded. So much so, uh, President Biden has essentially swung into action wartime provisions that allow him to fly infinite infant formula from overseas, in this case Europe, the first flight landing in Indianapolis carrying 130 pallets of specialty medical grade infant, infant formula, that is for babies who have an intolerance uh, to cow's milk protein essentially, this solving just a small part of the problem. What's gone wrong? Well part of it is uh, the pandemic related problems in the supply chain but made far worse by uh, a February incident where four babies were reported with uh, bacterial infections and the country's largest maker a baby formula shut down its key plant in Sturgis, Michigan. That plant will reopen, but the supplies are likely to take many weeks to get back to the supermarket shelves. In the meantime, military aircraft flying in baby formula from abroad. Jody. Stressful situation. OK, Tim Lester, thank you. Russia has intensified its push for Donbass, troops closing in on the eastern Ukrainian region. The Russian Defence Ministry says its forces attacked with airstrikes and artillery, targeting command centres, troops and ammunition depots. Meantime, the Ukrainian government has ruled out any ceasefire deal with Russia that involves giving up territory. A severe thunderstorm has torn through southern Ontario in Canada, leaving five people dead and tens of thousands without power. Wind gusts of more than 130 kilometres an hour uprooted trees and brought down power lines. In one region, a state of emergency was declared as a result of widespread damage. Emergency services received hundreds of calls for help. 
Female presenters on Afghanistan's leading news channels have gone on air with their faces covered a day after they defied a Taliban order to conceal their appearance. The Taliban warned media managers and male guardians of defiant female presenters would be liable for penalties if the order was not observed. They were previously only required to wear a headscarf. One third of couples struggle with male infertility and for 30 years there's only been one procedure to help. But a new Australian-made device is giving parents a much better chance. Three years ago, Kim Eilander could only dream of reading to her third child. And where's the pelican? There. Good girl. Little Hannah is a miracle of IVF. We got Hannah on the first round of IVF, seven rounds after that that were unsuccessful. But a revolutionary device developed at the University of Adelaide is promising higher success rates. This device is making the process so much simpler, so much safer. The current procedure when dealing with low sperm counts is quite technical and hasn't changed for three decades. Normally the procedure requires an embryologist in the laboratory to hold the oocyte or the egg in place and then they manually inject um, a sperm. Unfortunately human error does happen and we are minimising this so much with the device. It looks like this but is the size of a pinhead and means fertilisation can occur simply under a microscope, 10 eggs at a time. The egg is loaded into our micro device and then we're able to perform the injection um, directly through a port. It'll undergo trials this year before being rolled out in clinics in coming years. Its developers say it'll halve treatment times, require less expensive equipment and allow more people to perform the procedure, ultimately making it more accessible to hopeful parents. It's uh, such wonderful news for anybody that wants to grow their family. Kimberly Pratt, 7 News. To sport now and on a dramatic final day, Manchester City have clinched the Premier League title. Leading Liverpool by a point heading into the final day, Aston Villa threatened a huge upset over City, taking a 2-0 lead at the Etihad. But the defending champions shifted gears in, in an incredible burst, retaking the lead with three goals in five minutes. City holding on to win 3-2, fans storming the pitch after the final whistle to celebrate their second straight league title and their fourth in five years. Collingwood are knocking on the door of the AFL top eight after a wet and slippery win over Fremantle. The Magpies adjusted better to the conditions at a soaked Optus Stadium. Coming on as a sub in the second quarter, Ollie Henry kicked four goals for the Victorians, but Jeremy Howe soared the highest. The wing The 36-point win leaves the Pies a win outside the eight. Fremantle are fourth. A rugby code hopper has helped lift the Sharks back into the NRL top four. Three tries in an 11-minute blitz saw Cronulla hold off the Titans 25-18 to on the Gold Coast. Former Australian rugby sevens star Lockie Miller dazzled on his NRL debut, showing he has what it takes to succeed. And on the boo, the Tokyo Olympian makes this a massive lead for the Sharks. In a worrying sign for the Sharks and Blues, COC for Talakai failed to finish with an ankle injury. 
Ariane Titmus broke Katie Ledecky's six-year stranglehold on the women's 400-metre freestyle world record at the Australian Swimming Championships. The Tokyo gold medalist's time of three minutes and 56.4 seconds, six one-hundredths of a second, better than the old mark. Well, it's kind of nice now that now everyone's not going to be asking when I'm going to break a world record. <laughs> I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life outside of swimming. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life in swimming. Pop star turned swimmer Cody Simpson missed out on a spot in the World Championship squad but was named for the Commonwealth Games. Kyle Chalmers will head to Worlds in his place, though he skipped the naming of the squad, citing mental health issues. Charles Leclerc surrounded the Formula One championship lead at the Spanish Grand Prix. The Ferrari driver was on track for a comfortable win in Barcelona before having to retire due to an engine failure 26 laps in. No! 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 Oh, and no, what happened? What happened? Lost power. Reigning champion Max Verstappen took advantage, securing a Red Bull 1-2 with Sergio Perez. Verstappen is now six points clear of Leclerc in the standing. Some of Australia's best shearers have done battle over the weekend at the annual Shearers Shindig in Thargaminda. The highlight was the quick shear competition won by Tuho Lingman, who recorded a time of just 25.11 seconds. Good buzzers, good coming here with you. I just pulled it out. It was just something that just come out of nowhere sort of thing. This year's quick shear champion crushed last year's winning time by four seconds. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, troughs and a low will generate rain, storms and blustery winds across WA. Troughs in the east will cause isolated showers and storms in Queensland and New South Wales, heaviest on the coast. A high will keep much of South Australia, Victoria and Tasmania generally dry, leading to another chilly morning. Around the capitals now, showers in Brisbane heading for a top of 22 degrees, showers and 19 in Sydney, partly cloudy in Canberra heading for 16, cloud clearing 17 the top in Melbourne. Hobart mostly sunny heading for 15 degrees, Adelaide sunny and 22, Perth storms with possible heavy falls 17 degrees and sunny and 34 in Darwin.